Welcome to the Carrot Gal Sister Chats podcast, where we chat all about gardening and self-sufficiency. We are Jackie and Laura, two sisters who live in Utah and Idaho, and who love to talk about self-sufficiency skills. We're glad you're here. Come learn along with us. Hey, Jackie, how are you today? Super good. How are you? Doing great. Good. Today, this will be fun. So fun. I know. What are we up for? We're talking today about sprouting. Does that sound like a fun topic? I love it. Sprouting. (laughs) Yes. Sounds fun. I don't think it's a common conversation, right? Like not. This is not something that a lot of people do or know about. Well, maybe, maybe some people do. But I think some people, but it's not like a mainstream conversation. So yeah, let's talk about it. Let's dive in and see what we can unpack. Right. Yep. So we'll be talking about sprouting and then we'll go a little bit into microgreens. Um, Cool. Just briefly. Yeah. So this is a topic that is fun to explore and it's um, a lot of fun to do and it's fun for kids to do. And it's really, as far as um, things you can do to grow food, it's one of the quickest, quite honestly. So simple. It's easy. So easy. So Jackie and I are both members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and our church is run by, not run, it's, um, we have a prophet that is in charge of our church, and we have a little song that we teach our children, and it says, the prophet said to plant a garden, um, and that's something that a lot of members of our church do, is plant gardens, and like, we work on these, these um, self-sufficiency items, right? So, I always like to say, the prophet said to plant a garden, but he didn't say how big it should be. So when I do sprouting, I call it the tiniest garden you can have. It's little and you do it in a jar on your kitchen counter. It's literally like that easy. So I love talking about sprouting, especially in the wintertime. You can sprout any time of year, obviously, but sprouting in the wintertime is a fantastic way to get fresh food into your body, into your family, and it's easy to do, and it, your body's going to appreciate the freshness of the foods in the wintertime. Yeah, so the fresh thing is super cool, right? But Enzymes that you're getting from the Yeah, like, so what happens when we sprout a food? It goes from, like, the seed space into the very first, like, growing space of its whole entire life cycle. And there's the most energy, the most life vitality in that food at the sprouting stage. And so then when we consume that, all that good stuff gets into our body. And so all the vitamins, all the nutrition, all of that, like, oomph, that life energy, life force that's in that plant mm-hmm. gets into us. And it's, it really does the same thing in us. It's like, Ooh, you know, it gives us all sorts of good things. Yeah, exactly. So um, if you're not quite ready to jump into a full-blown garden, or if you live in an apartment, this might be a really great method for you to start learning to grow some of your own food. Yep. Um, I like sprouting and um, using... Um, like growing herbs in your house that we'll talk about at a different topic Um, just as a really easy way to like start growing some food everyone can grow a little bit of their own food and this is one method that makes it really easy to do so what are some things that you can sprout Ah, 
Great question. Any seed you can most likely sprout. Some you don't want to because they'll, anyway, we'll talk about that. But um, the seeds that come to mind for me, the, meth, the one that most people are most familiar with is alfalfa sprouts. So if you've ever gone to a sandwich shop and you've gotten sprouts on your sandwich, that's made from alfalfa sprouts. You can also go to the produce section of your um, grocery store and you can get, there's usually radish sprouts or some kind of a blend, sprout blend. There's usually alfalfa sprouts and there's usually broccoli sprouts. sprouts. They come in a bag and they're fresh and you just eat them on a salad or on a sandwich or just by themselves or put on some dressing, whatever you want to do. So um, when you sprout yourself, you can sprout all sorts of things. So obviously alfalfa, you can sprout radish seeds, you can sprout broccoli, you can sprout um, lettuce seeds, you can sprout peas, um, and you eat them in their little micro stage, like they're called pea shoots. Beets. You can sprout corn. What did you say? Are the peas called pea shoots? Pea shoots. Uh huh. Okay. Yep. And then you can also sprout anything that's a grain. So wheat comes to mind. Um, if you grow it a little bit longer, it turns into wheat grass, and then okay. some people um, juice that. You don't. You don't really eat the grass itself because it's hard to digest. We humans are not grass eating animals. Right. Unlike cows and goats and things. Sprout the wheat grains and eat them in their tiny sprouted stage. You can sprout um, millet and quinoa and um, chia seeds and, you know, all the things. Yeah. So you can sprout seeds and nuts. Yep. You can also sprout um, pumpkin seeds, um, sunflower seeds. Sunflower seeds are cool because they turn into. Um, I've seen a lot of people do microgreens. We'll talk about that in a minute from sunflower seeds, but um, so seeds and nuts. So almonds, cashews, those kinds of things. Um, Beans, legumes, all those things you can sprout as well. Super cool. Like anything with a seed, you can most likely sprout. Um, One of my favorite. So one time I went to a class on sprouting and this lady had, these jars of sprouts and she let us taste them all and every seed sprouts into something that tastes quite different from the other one. They all have different flavor profiles, but one of my favorite ones that I thought was so fresh and so delicious was called mung bean sprouts. Have you ever sprouted mung beans? Yes, I have mung beans. They're little green balls. Because they taste like a fresh pea. They do. Crunchy. This is, mung beans are what they grow, um, the sprouts that you get, like the bean sprouts in Asian foods is what mung beans come from, but you sprout them without um, light is how you get them to the Asian variety, right? So so that's, those ones are super yummy. Um, a couple seeds that you probably don't want to turn into sprouts are tomatoes and peppers Obviously, they will sprout. You don't really want to eat them in their sprout form. Okay. Why? Um, Well, they are nightshades. Um, You probably can eat them. But the tomato plant is slightly toxic, as well as eggplants and peppers. They're all nightshade plants. And so 
the the plant part of those nightshade plants are slightly toxic toxic to humans. That makes sense. So if you're going to do tomatoes and peppers, grow them all the way out to the fruit stage. Cool. And yeah. then the fruit is okay. Yeah. Very cool. About everything else, you can probably sprout. That's amazing. That's a cool cool thing that you're talking about, like your class, right? Like and how the teacher had lots of different sprouts sprouting um, and how they all tasted different. I've never had that experience. I've never had like multiple jars next to each other and been at that same sprouting stage. That's so cool. Um, side by side. Yeah. That's such a cool experience. Um, I do. That's, that's kind of amazing that she could do that. Cause all things sprout at slightly different time intervals. So she probably had to like backtrack and get it all scheduled at the same time <laughs> expert it was pretty incredible so when she had like sprouted breads anyway so we'll talk about that too yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway um so the process of sprouting is simple all yes. you to do is put your seeds in the in the bottom i usually start with just a canning jar you can use a cup you can use a bowl whatever you have on hand um um i generally sprout in glass but you can sprout in plastic or whatever so right because we're not exposing anything to heat. So technically plastic is okay, but I generally use glass so too. I'm making a batch of alfalfa sprouts. I take a jar, usually whatever size jar you want, and you're going to put a little bit in the bottom. I usually start with a tablespoon or so of alfalfa seeds. Okay. Put them in the bottom of the jar and you're going to put in some water. doesn't matter how much and let them soak. I usually soak for about 12 to 24 hours. Mm-hmm. You don't have to soak, and I just leave them there. Yeah, and then um, and then you're going to start the straining process. So after they've soaked, then you start rinsing and draining, rinsing and draining, rinsing and draining until they're to the stage that you want to eat them, and that's all you have to do to grow sprouts. So what that looks like is after um, I usually just use a strainer, but there's also like things you can put on the top. Yeah. Uh, a jar, you can buy certain things that are that sprouting tools that help you with this. You can spread them out into a tray that's special sprouting trays. But I like to keep it simple. I just use a jar. I keep the lid on and I just strain it off or use a strainer that I have in my kitchen. So once the straining starts, then you're going to do it. I usually do mine twice a day and I yep. keep my jar next to my sink. So every time I'm at my sink or if I look at it, then I'm going to grab my jar throw some water in and then drain off, drain off the water. So right. Cause you want to keep them moist is the point. You want to keep them wet, but not soggy. And you don't want them to be covered with water at that point. Cause they want to start, but you also want to keep them rinsed so that they're not like turning into mush and mold. We want fresh water coming in once a while. So twice a day you drain off. So after the first soak, you drain off the water. And then you let them sit for 12 hours and then you come back and add fresh water, swish it around a little bit. And then you drain off the water after depending on the seed, but alfalfa sprouts after a day or two, you're going to start seeing little tiny white tails coming out of the seed and they grow longer and longer. And you just keep rinsing and draining, rinsing and draining. Um, and then after a couple of days, they start growing the greens, like, and they'll get taller and taller. And then they'll be at a stage that you're like, Hey, this is what I want to eat. And they're ready to go. At that point, I usually pop mine into the fridge. Yep. Slows it down. 
yeah, it slows down the growing process. And then we just pull them out of the jar and eat them as we need to. Yep. Um, technically I've eaten them as soon as those little white tail, that's the, that's the technical side of sprouting is like, as soon as that little white part starts popping out of its growing side, um, the part of the plant that like where it starts growing, as soon as you start seeing that it's technically at sprouting stage. And then let, then like Lara said, you just get to determine how long it goes. What yeah, stage you're going to want to eat at different stages, right? Like I mentioned wheat, you don't want to eat that fully grown out because it right. turns into a grass, but you can, you do want to eat them as soon as that tail starts to grow. Right. Sprouted grains at that okay. stage. Yep. So much fun. And then from there, so many things, like, what do we do with the sprouts? Right. It's like, like Lara mentioned that you can throw them. I have some sprouting trays. They're just little plastic trays that are specifically for sprouting. You can throw them in there as soon as they're soaked. And then you just rinse, rinse and drain, rinse and drain. Like she said, but it's super simple. If you don't have any special equipment, just to use a mason jar. Like she said, I have heard, I have done this occasionally, but it's nice to actually, if you have like a little thing to keep every, like a, a lid or a, a mesh or something to keep everything inside, it's nice to tip it on it like a 45 degree angle. So over those 12 hours, it just keeps draining off any excess liquid, not required, mm -hmm. but it's a nice little tip to do. But once everything's sprouted and you're like, Hey, this is where I'm at. Like she said, you can slow the, the growing process down by throwing things in the fridge. So if you're like, Hey, I only want those tiny little white things. And that's the stage I want. As soon as those show up, throw it in the fridge. Right. And then you can eat it until it's, until it's all consumed and start a new jar. Um, or you can let it grow on the counter for a little while. And then you're like, well, because sometimes I, I sprout too much sometimes. And I'm like, oh, I don't have, like, I can't eat all this as quickly as I want to. And so I eat as much as I can. And then I throw it in the fridge and give myself like a three-day break. And then I go back and eat more sprouts. Uh -huh. um, but you have to learn how to get them into your diet because they do grow really quickly. And that's the thing with sprouts. Yeah. And if you're sprouting your grains, like if you're sprouting wheat or oats or um, any of those grainy types of seeds, you, once you see those little tails growing, I've heard you can also dry them at that stage. Yeah. So throw those in your dehydrator. And then I've also heard you can grind it into flour at that point. They're dry. So um, sprouted breads are fantastic. You can also throw the fresh sprouts in and um, make bread out of sprouted grains, right? So, which is easier on our bodies to digest because it's yeah. already broken down. You're basically eating it in its vegetable form rather than its yes. grain form. Yes. And that's what sprouting does. Exactly. I love that you brought that point up is that um, we're taking a seed mm -hmm. with all potential to grow into a full plant Mm -hmm. And we're turning it from a seed into the baby stages of its vegetable form, which is super cool. And then we're consuming it with all of that high level of nutrition and life energy in it. So that's the mm -hmm. fun part about sprouts. Yeah, super fun. Um, let's talk about sprouts versus microgreens. Cool. Let's do it. Sprouts are like we talked about. It's in this, the, the very beginning stages. That's why it's called sprouts because it's sprouts. But as soon as it comes out of the seed, that's called a sprout, right? A microgreen, um, you have probably also seen those maybe in the health food store. Mm -hmm. uh, microgreens are kind of um, popular right now in the health industry, and they are a lot of fun to do too. The difference between microgreens is um, you're going to grow them past the sprouted stage. 
So usually when you do microgreens, you're going to have a tray that you soak your seeds in and then you spread them out on the tray and then you want to keep them wet. I think most people probably just spritz them with a spray bottle. I think so. Sure. Like that. Or in some water or whatever. You know, do people do grow microgreens in potting soil or just in a tray? I have never seen them in potting soil. I've only seen them in trays. That doesn't mean you can't grow them in potting soil, but I've just seen trays. Okay. So it'd be similar. It'd be kind of in between growing it in soil and growing it in a sprouted form. So it's kind of the in-between stage. And microgreens, you're going to need some kind of a grow light. Or in the summer, you could do it outdoors with the sunlight. But you're basically going to grow a whole tray of tiny baby plants and then cut them off and eat them in that form. So um, the thing with microgreens is you're going to need a lot of seeds. Mm. Sprouting, you need lots of seeds too, but microgreens, you're going to need a ton of seeds. I had a friend that wanted to do microgreens and he bought some seeds from me. And I'm telling you, he needed like oodles and gobs of seeds. So the thing to keep in mind is you need more seeds to do microgreens. And you're also going to need grow lights if you're doing it indoor in the wintertime. And you're just going to grow them out into a bit larger stage and eat them more in their beginning leafy stage. Um, I would imagine that most seeds are good at microgreen stage, like sprouts at different um, heights, if that makes sense. So you're going to, each one is going to be a little bit different is what I'm saying. So like um, alfalfa, so, um, radishes might be a little bit different stage than if you were microgreening corn or peas or something like that. So. Okay. A um, couple other details um, as you ask that question of like, do people grow them in soil or in trays? Um, I just had to look it up really quick. So apparently they, a lot of people use what growing mats, which I think is kind of the, in, like it's not soil, but it helps to facilitate the growth of, of the seed into that microgreen stage. Okay. Um, you mentioned grow lights. Um, I don't know that you are required to have grow lights. I think you can actually put them in windowsill. Yeah. especially if you're going to only microgreen them for like a week right if if you need to grow them out longer you probably do need some kind of a lighting system but um, if you're just doing it for a short period of time you could probably get away with just natural lighting Mm -hmm. yeah interesting um question i have i think about microgreens because this really is a space that i don't know a lot about i've never actually grown them myself i've just consumed them um And um, I think my question would be, actually, it just ran away from my brain. But, oh, as you talked about seeds, right, and how you need a lot of seeds for microgreens, I don't know the process. Like, if you grow a microgreen, let's take one seed and it turns into one microgreen plant, that's what you eat. Does that seed continually produce more after you've cut off that green part? I think it probably depends on the seed. So I would guess that most microgreens, just knowing a lot about plants in general, like most of them are probably cut and come again is what that's called. Cut it off and then it keeps growing. So that would be your lettuces and spinach. Um, I would assume radishes, broccoli, beets, things like that probably continue growing. Interesting. Um, I don't know that peas and corn would, Hmm. but any of your like 
grains. If you grow wheatgrass out, you can certainly yeah. cut, cut and come again. And it just keeps growing. That's like your outdoor grass. You mow right. it and it grows back, right? So that's something you probably would need to experiment with or research before you start growing that. But yeah. Right. But what a cool, because as I was thinking about your friend that needed a lot of seeds, right, for this thing, it's like, ooh. And again, more from like an initial investment perspective, it's like, right. You need a ton of seeds every time that you're growing a new tray of microgreens. If so, like, I mean, seeds are plentiful in the world, right? But um, I don't know, maybe that it, it could be um, economical to get started. But if you need a ton of seeds every time that you plant one tray of microgreens, like, whoa, that could add up really quickly, depending on what you're sprouting or what you're doing. To minimize the cost on that is you can learn to save your own seeds if you plant lettuce in your garden one year, you can let it go to seed. Yeah. Your spinach go to seed. Let your cilantro go to seed. And then you can just take your seeds, which you now have hundreds of, and you can sprout and microgreen them from there. That's a really cool thing. Yeah. So that's a way to minimize the initial investment. If you want to get into sprouting and microgreening is to grow out your own seed first. Um, sprouting seeds are actually, if you grow, if you buy like sprouting seeds or sprouting mixes, they're actually fairly affordable. If you get them online, you want to make sure that they're grown organically because you're eating them very, um, in its earliest stages. So you want to make sure that there's no, um, chemicals that have been put on them. Okay. Otherwise it goes, those go straight into your body. But, um, if you just Amazon, there's lots of um, any of the seed companies like um, Baker Creek seeds, things like that. They're going to have um, a sprouting seed section of their seed business. So you can just look for sprouting seeds or Google sprouting seeds, and you'll come up with lots of options like that. And um, you can probably buy a whole bag of alfalfa seeds for like 12 or $15. And it's going to last you, all okay. time. Cool. Long time. Cool. Awesome. What a fun discussion about sprouting and microgreens. Um, really, we just encourage you guys to experiment and maybe this is something you add into your winter rotation of what you're eating this, this winter or any time of the year, really, so that you can keep increasing your that access to fresh foods and it doesn't matter where you live. You can do this in an apartment, like I said, in a jar, you don't even have to have direct sunlight. Mm-hmm. It, they just sprout. It's not sunlight dependent, which is so in five days. Right. So yeah. it's pretty, pretty stinking easy to just get sure. started and yeah. Grow your own food in your house. It's great. Yeah. So start your own little baby garden, <laughs> order some seeds, get your garden started. Um, fun way to think about gardening, right? like it's so great um get some fresh nutrition into your diet and hopefully your health will improve so that's what we hope for you so go take some action love to hear about your experience about sprouting or microgreens or whatever you guys are doing and let us know how it goes for you we'd love to hear about your experiences if you've tried sprouting before if you've tried microgreens we you could probably educate us on it and um join us over in our facebook group we'll we'll put a link down um where you can um, access that Facebook group and join us over there. And we'd love to hear about your sprouting experiments. So thanks guys. See you later. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Carrot Gal Sister Chats podcast. We invite you to join us in our private Facebook group to continue the conversation. You can find the group by clicking on the link in the show notes or by visiting carrotgal.com slash chats. We love to answer questions and see pictures of your gardens and other self-sufficiency projects that you're working on. Come join us in the group. Thanks for listening.